Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is Randy from the Renegades on Dirt. And we are Sans Kaylee this week. He uh got a little bit of work conflict. One of those things that we were complaining a little bit about last week, just because it's one of those things that keeps us both out of the studio sometimes and makes it a little harder for us to do this. I gotta thank the folks with Liquid Nitro Energy Drink for sponsoring the program all year. The fine folks down at Palmer's Tavern in downtown Hibbing, Minnesota. The best burgers on the Iron Range. Go down to see Sandra and Brooke and the girls when you're in town and get yourself one of the best burgers around. And we've also got to thank Paul Residlo and the gang down at Residlo's Old World Meats down in Duluth. Actually, I think they're in Hermantown, but the Old World Meats Snack Sticks. Helping us out, pay the bills here. And this week we're doing things just a little bit different. And I got us a call in from Miles Tomlinson, the modified racer turned sprint car driver out of Turtle Lake, North Dakota. Miles, how you doing? I'm doing good, Randy. How are you? I can't complain too much. Nobody listens. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miles, just because I don't think many of our listeners are going to know who you are, I know who you are and what you've kind of been up to. How did your racing career get started? Oh, well, we started in carts when I was little. I was probably about nine or ten. We only did that for about two years, and then we kind of had to quit. Uh, just stuff come up, and we kind of got into doing sports and stuff, so we kind of got away from the go-karting. And then um, in 2013, I got done with school, and as the story goes, Dad said, if I got a college degree, he'd help me race any way I could. So I got home from school, slapped a degree on the table and said, I'm going to buy a race car. So we started out there and drove a sport mod for two years and had a little bit of success in that, uh, won the track championship and had a bunch of good runs and then moved up into the modifies. That's kind of how I know you from is the Dakota mod tour for, I believe two we're years. not giving that away. <laughs> oh yeah we're not giving that away yet <laughs> sorry well 2015 till this year i ran a imca modify and uh, and did that whole deal till now i guess uh we're we're gonna go sprint car racing i'm really excited about it and you've had a chance to get in into your own sprint car this year and went out yes, a couple of times with it i know the first night out wasn't exactly what you wanted to do but you got a couple of laps in before you went, wow, these things drive way different. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, for the people that listen that were there, they already know what happened. Uh, but we we actually um, got the car going, and uh, re- we actually had the roller, and Ryan Johnson, who is a UMSSN Northern Renegade driver, um I was talking with him and when it first started out, we were just going to have him get me the parts because he's built a five, three motor, which is the motor I have in mine. And so we got off the phone with him and about an hour later, he called me back. He goes, I got a crazy idea. Um, I'll build the motor and then you can just pay me for building it labor and stuff like that. And we want you to come race in grand forks on labor day weekend. And I'm like, well, if you think we can do it. So we pulled the car down and, he brought the motor from, I believe he lives over by Minneapolis, met in Grand Forks, never met him or his girlfriend, Leah, ever 
in my entire life. They showed up, we met, uh, put the car together right there in the parking lot at the River City Speedway and went out for hot laps. And I mean, man, I was hooked. Uh, uh, Ron and Kaylee were gracious enough to let me get two hot lap sessions in and went out for the heat and I was doing pretty good I thought and uh, just I don't know um, not knowing the car well enough or knowing how to drive it and lack of experience and I had a pretty wild ride <laughs> well that's but, a pretty steep bank you went off of. <laughs> yeah um, you know in like I was saying the modified I'd always let off to kind of free the car up well you do that in a sprint car and it actually pushes the car straight well now I know that so we went for a ride uh, ended up scrapping that one and actually that night because as you know randy all the northern renegades all pit together um they they all hang out everybody is awesome awesome people i've never met such nice people in my life um i was sitting next to blake and wayne anderson and we're sitting there and they're looking at the car and wayne comes up to me and he goes you know i got a spare uh frame and body sitting in the shop at home that we've been trying to get rid of. And he said, we'll just give it to you. And I mean, give it to you for free, give it to you. He goes, all you got to do is show up and pick it up. So the next weekend after that, we drove, I drove eight and a half hours down $200. And I had front and rear arms, uh, for all, everything for the front end, a spare front axle frame and body for 200 bucks. It was just amazing. Um, you know, I had never met them guys in my life, but for maybe 20 minutes before I wrecked that one car and there I was in their shop, they were showing me stuff and they've been giving me a lot of pointers. And, uh, I've actually become really good friends with Blake. We swap texts every once in a while. And he, once we get going for next year, he said he's going to help me get a setup put down in it. So come home, put that one together in uh, two weeks and took it out to Underwood and uh, local track out here that we're planning on getting a few nights at hopefully on um, McLean County Speedway and did a did an exhibition I think I ran six or eight laps and and had some issues just run out of time uh, throttle uh, throttle was too short for me uh, I didn't uh, have enough throw in it but the car worked good I didn't I didn't wreck it so I was pretty happy about that <laughs> and and I'm excited to race at that place. Uh, it's 15 minutes from my house, and I think that we're going to put on a heck of a show there. So, now you've yeah. had, you've had some success in the other classes. <clears throat> What's making you get away from that? Yeah, I'm. I mean, success. Uh, this this year was my best year in a mod. We we were running up up front everywhere. Uh, we actually raced three racetracks for points this year, and we were fourth in Mandan, which uh, not a lot of people would know, but Mandan's probably like one of the hardest places to be good at around here with the quality of people. Um, and then Lisbon and won a track championship in Dickinson. But I just wasn't having fun with it anymore the last two years. Um, the funnest parts of it are I, I still have buddies that race modifies. I'm still buddies with them. So when you get to race with them, uh, it's awesome. And both my dad and my brother racing with them was fun. But if you're not doing that all the time, it, it just, it wasn't for me. And obviously the big thing with this class is just the affordability of it. Uh, 
I mean, people, people disagree with me, but I have the numbers. I spent more on tires to drive a modified than I did for that whole sprint car. The first one that I got, and that's just wild to me. And you know, <laughs> that that's something we've actually heard before. Uh, Paul Schultz is a regular competitor with a Wissota modified. Yep. And he does really well. And we asked him at the end of the season last year to compare the cost. Now he thought about it for a little bit and he said, you know what? My tire bill alone would probably pay for one of these cars. Absolutely. I mean, uh, people probably think that you're nuts and, and you know what? Uh, five years ago when I bought a modify, I probably would have said the same thing, but until you yourself sit down and do the numbers and build a, you know, non-wing sprint car for your guys's rule base and our rule base at Western Renegade without the S. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to fix that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to get that fixed. <laughs> um, but before, uh, you know, it's just, Apples to apples, it doesn't even compare the the cost for um, a top tier class in our area, and I'm sure in your guys's area too. Is just getting out of hand for yeah. the regular guy, the people that you know work all the time that aren't business owners and farmers and things of that nature. Yep. Um, it, it's just tough now, and and I think that doing something like this, you give you know your local mechanic or your local whatever such and such that works a 40 plus hour week a a chance to drive a premier division car um at a low cost and it's proven you guys have proved it over just the growth this year alone let alone from three years ago and the growth in your area is insane but now let me go back for a minute because for some people that don't know uh miles got interested in the non-wing sprint cars through talking to Kaylee Emerson and kind of weighing out the costs and how we run the program and what our mindset is with the Northern Renegade series and the UMS SS series. Um, Ron Bernhagen's deal down there. Miles, you actually went out and created a Western division called the Western Renegade We'll get you to put the S on there because it just flows better. (laughs) But he he started the Western Renegade non-wing sprint car series in like late August this year. Yep. Somewhere in there. Yep. It was a week before we come up and raced with you guys. So it would have been whatever the 22nd, I think of August. And now here we are the second week of October. So you're not quite two months old. Yep. And you've already got 13 cars purchased and committed to run next year? Yep, that's correct. We have 13 guys. um, A couple guys that, and something that I didn't, I mean, I'll take anybody, but we got some guys moving out of classes into others, but uh, we have probably over half our guys who are either brand new or people who got out of the sport because of, you know, having a family or just the sheer cost of it that are getting back in um, because of the affordability. And I think that's a big part of it out here for us, just with how crazy things have gotten. Right. Then it's a different, a little different style. And you're kind of in the middle of sprint car country out there. 
Yeah, you know, Minot has always had a big sprint car history, even though they haven't raced sprint cars weekly there since the 70s. There's still guys and families out here that live and breathe sprint car racing. I mean, when the big boys come, the World Outlaws, you can't fit another... Yeah, you can't fit another person in the grandstand, and it's hard to find parking, even with state fair parking. And that's a huge <laughs> grandstand. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I don't want to say and be wrong, so I, don't quote me on it, but I believe it's like five to 7,000 people can fit in that grandstand, and you can't fit another person in there. Yeah, I, and I, then I think the actual number was like 6,500. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I, I see, think that's not- what it was from when I was out there doing the Dakota Mod Tour. I'll give them credit for this. Um, You won't find a better facility as far as the facility goes than the Nodak Speedway with the pits and the grandstand and everything they have there. It's a beautiful facility to have a racetrack at. It's absolutely awesome. And they've spent some money on that for sure. Yeah, they sure did. The fair board has really worked on making it a place, uh, hopefully a place where we can keep going to. Um, And then Grand Forks, obviously, with our, um, I guess, people probably – that listen to this may or may not know devil's lake speedway is going to be our main like our grand rapids our home racetrack for the coming years um and that's right in the middle of grand forks and minot and grand forks run has run 410 wing sprint cars for ever and we actually have two or three guys in that area that are going to drive out to devil's lake for sure if not other places to come race with us so well that's good yeah I know I know we had a lot of interest after going to Greenbush. Yep. And there we've seen a lot of people from that region um messaging through Facebook asking when we were coming back, if we were gonna start a division up there, how often we were gonna run, that type of thing. And I know that the Greenbush track itself another really nice facility out in the kinda of in the middle of nowhere, really. Yep. You know, that <laughs> But the guys work hard, and they gave us a really nice track to race on. And we even had some weather issues on Sunday where it rained that afternoon. But they did what they thought they had to do and got the track worked in, and we got the show in. And it got a little slick, a little dry and a little slick, but the guys are good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> there there was great racing in all the classes out there, but um, we I know that there's been people asking them if they're going to have us back on a regular basis or how many times next year they're going to have us back, and they're just telling them that they're looking forward to seeing us out there again. So it it obviously is something that's been needed in that area for a while. Yeah, if I can elaborate on that, Randy, I will. I think, you know, in our area, we've had the modifies, whatever sanctioning body, if you want to call it an AMOD, um, they've been the premier class at 90% of our racetracks for 30 years. And, And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think people are looking for something different and just want something different to see, um, I hear people, you know, uh, Southwest Speedway and Dickinson is another one on board that that they've never even seen a wingless sprint car, let alone um, know what our series is about. So to bring something different, and I and once yeah. the fans see that, I think it's just going to be like it has been already. It's just uh, going to create more of a frenzy and more opportunities 
to run more races if that's the route we want to go. Right. Um, you I mean, know, you, you just got to remember that you don't want to create too big a beast. Right. You don't really <laughs> want, you don't really want to be a weekly show anywhere. Right. <laughs> because I, I that, believe it just doesn't fit the family style. Right. And I believe the formula that works is the formula that you guys and that Ron too at UMSS has where you'll have your one track that you're going to run for whatever your weekly shows, let's say, but with weeks off, and then you're going to have your traveling stuff. And that's kind of the route that I want to take. Um, The hard thing with us is, is there, there's not um, enough, there's not enough racetracks to even run, you know, many shows uh, in our area, you're traveling, you know, like I said, Underwood's 15 minutes for me, but the next closest ones are 60 miles away. And then anywhere after that, I'm traveling two to four hours to race this year. I was anyway. Right. Um, it's kind so of, it's kind of get, like being in Hibbing because right. <laughs> Hibbing, you're half an hour from Grand Rapids. So that gives you two clo- tr- cl- tracks pretty close. Wow. I can't talk. Yep. That's great. You got a podcast. Can't talk. Uh, nice. <laughs> Good lord. But you know, then Bemidji is a two-hour pull from Hibbing. Yep. It's an hour from Grand Rapids, but it's a two-hour pull from Hibbing. Then we've got Proctor and Superior, which are right across the street from each other, basically. But they're an hour and a half down the road. Anything else yep. is two to four hours away. You know, Cedar Lake is a three-hour pull. Uh, Ashland is a three-hour pull. Uh, Ogilvy is two. Brainerd's two. And I mean, we've got a lot of tracks in the in the region, but nothing that's like super close together. Right. Which, which I think I think actually helps us out because you know we're still trying to give the guys time to have with their families because kids want to go fishing and they've got sports in the summertime and maybe the wife does, just doesn't want to be at the racetrack every weekend or four nights a week for that matter. Right. <laughs> and I, I think the, where we do one or two nights a couple of times a month kind of helps because yep. then it gives the families time to get away and do other things. And I, I agree the, 100%. And, you know, and then we've got like the Gessner family. <laughs> Troy is a great guy and had a hell of a season this year and his family um I know they took two weeks and went out west somewhere because I've seen the pictures of them in the mountains and he talked about it a couple of different times but they take off and go do family things other than racing and then they come back and they're all looking forward to going racing again but they go as a family they show up at the track and there's usually like 20 of them <laughs> yeah, there was even a bunch when they came to Grand Forks. They pitted right, well, not right next to us, next to Lance. But that's yeah. that's the cool thing about it too that I like is you know meeting you guys and seeing how you guys do things. It's uh, I think a lot of people got to think about racing in a different light than we do right now. To where people who want to have families they can't afford racing anymore. If you want to have right. a wife and kids you you can't race and be competitive anymore where with this like i've said and i'll say it again it's proven with you guys that you can because you don't you're you're not gonna race 60 times a year you're gonna race you know 20 25 maybe and and that's enough because you need time to do other stuff your family 
should come first, but oftentimes race car drivers are selfish. I know from experience and that doesn't always happen. So luckily I have a, I have a wonderful girlfriend that travels with me everywhere. She didn't miss one race this year and hasn't complained yet. Yet. Keyword. Yep. Yep. So (laughs) you miss a birthday or an anniversary. Hang on. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Luckily our birthdays are in non-racing season, so it works out good. (laughs) Good choice. Yep. That's right. (laughs) But back, back on the scheduling side of it. So for us, it, it's, uh, it's, we're going to hit places more than once, but, but I don't think that we'll ever get to, or want to get to a point where we're racing everywhere all the time, because that's just going to oversaturate the product. And we need to keep it special. We need to keep it to where when wingless sprint cars come, it's a big deal. That's just going to help racetracks out. And it's going to help us with having time, like you said, to do other things besides drive race car. Right. And uh, everybody needs that little bit of cleanse and get away from it for a little bit you know yeah. what i mean it's it, not that you're burnt out on it or hated or anything but <clears throat> you just can't force other people to do it like that absolutely you know it, it'll yeah. cause a lot of animosity and it just that's what i that's where the burnout comes in yep you know i, I give a lot of credit to these guys that go out and race three and four and five nights a week and repetitively and they've got their family with them that's great I've got nothing against that, but <clears throat> that's what those guys are supposed to be doing. <laughs> yep. you know? Not, not everybody, not everybody can do it. It takes a select few guys that, that can do that. Right. And the other thing that I like about your guys's deal and how I want our deal to be is like you've talked in the past, no, no points racing, which means you're not obligated to show up. If you do have a family thing going on, um, we would love to have you at every race, but that's just not realistic that that's how it's going to work. Even, even in a points racing situation, it doesn't always work, but to just not have that thought of man, you know, I'm second in points and I can't miss a night because we want to try to win a championship. Well, that down the road could hurt you if you have, you know, a family and other things that you need to be doing or should be doing and you're not. And it might so force just, you it might force you to spend some money that you didn't have to spend. Right. Exactly. So for us it's like you can show up and win two races and then leave for a month and come back and run third and it's not, you know, oh I just run third that night. But it was awesome. It was so much fun. I got to come and race and I didn't have to worry about wrecking somebody else's season because nobody's running for points. We're just racing for you know, that, that $12 trophy or whatever. Well, and, <laughs> so. and you guys are all competitors anyways. It's not going to matter if you're racing for points or for five bucks. If you that's, get a chance to beat the other guy, you're, you're going for it. That's just it. Like I said, I, I, I do it for free. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're kind of goofy too. So yeah, I am. I am a strange <laughs> cat. So <laughs> Northern Renegades Non-Wing Sprint Car Series welcomes back Liquid Nitro Energy Drink for the 2019 season. Liquid Nitro's Herbal Energy Drink, the best tasting energy drink on the market. Ask for it by name, get it in your retailers, in your vending machines. Liquid Nitro Energy, giving you the power to make it to the finish line. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink, it's no bull. Hey gang, it's Randy from Renegades on Dirt. Got to take a minute and introduce you to the fine folks at Old World Meats. Paul Rosidlo and the gang doing things the family way 
since 1951. Three generations of butchers doing it right for all of your beef, poultry, and pork needs. Get a hold of the guys at oldworldmeats.com and get up some of the best USDA beef in the area. Don't forget to get yourself some of the Old World Meats snack sticks. Ten different flavors, 20 seasonal rotational flavors. They've got a grizzundle of beef products. And, you know, they're pretty good people, too. Paul and the gang doing it for almost 70 years, serving the greater Duluth area. Oldworldmeats.com. Check them out and let them know the Renegades on Dirt sent you. Hey, gang, Randy with the Renegades on Dirt podcast. And I just want to take a minute and thank Sandy and Brooke and the gang down at Palmer's Tavern in downtown Hibbing, Minnesota for sponsoring the podcast this year. If you're in the mood for a great, great burger, stop in and get yourself one of the fresh handmade daily burgers that they got on the menu down at Palmer's. Boneless chicken wings, bone-in chicken wings, about 10 flavors of those. Vikings game central. Stop in and check out the Vikings action every time the Vikings play. They've got drink specials and outdoor uh, horseshoe courts, beanbag leagues, and I think there's still a couple of uh, bocce ball courts out there for those of you who remember how to play bocce ball. Outdoor patio for outdoor dining on those beautiful Minnesota days we get. That's Sandy and Brooke, all the gang down at Palmer's, thanks a lot for your support. 13 cars, not including you, right? No, that that's with me. Okay. That's with me. Yep. But we have three. Well, I just got a message that somebody else has one spoken for, but I don't count people until I see it or they actually have it. Right. So that would give us 14 already. And then I also have two or three other guys in our area that are talking about a guy, two, two of the guys currently race. Um, and one guy hasn't raced in a while. So, um, we're still getting people who are out of the sport, which is what I wanted to do. Give people a cost effective way to get back into it. Cause they're, you know, racing's a big family deal. And I hate seeing that, that there's guys that can't do it simply because of costs. So right. I'm excited about that. Well, and you live out in an area no, there's some pretty good shoes out there and I, I know i know some of them are looking at making a change just because they don't want to be chasing like they had been right you know uh i was just talking to eric laudenschlager the other night last night yep. we were talking about the heads and he and i were having a little conversation afterwards via text message and he's thinking about making the change and he's a the strong runner in the in the sport mod series out there yep he is uh if he listens to this he'll like it he is the self-proclaimed king of underwood so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no well. i i raced sport mod with eric back when we were first both getting started in the sport mod deal um and then i moved up to mods and he kind of stayed and yeah I, I mean it's it's in every class out here there's guys that i think are capable of being some of the greatest people in the country, uh, our modified division too, I would stack up our top five guys against anybody in the country and you race with them on a week to week basis. It just makes you a better racer. 
it's it's exciting. I've I've had talks with Eric too. It's exciting to have a guy like Eric with the with the you know the name behind him to kind of help get the word out around here too. To have guys like that that have staying power that are they know are good race car drivers and and to have him uh, here and he he wants to you know get into more of a doing it for fun and not being so hyper competitive that racing can be and. Yep. And I'm hoping he gets one. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'd, I'd like to race with him again. So <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see him wheel one because I really think he could do really good with it. Um, I think so too. <laughs> I heard a little rumor that uh, Jason Wall is looking at it too. Yeah, I I've heard rumblings. I haven't spoken with Jason. I, I I'd like to think that me and Jason are pretty good friends, and and he might be playing it close to the vest. Uh, obviously. Jason Wall is an absolute wheel man. I mean, former national champion in an IMCA modify, but the same deal this year, he didn't race as much. And, and that goes to, he, he's going to have, I believe he's got two little ones already and he either has his third, they've had their third or they got a third one on the way. And when you get kids in a family, it's, it, it's tough to race that much. Yeah. So if you can come and do it for fun, why not? No, it narrows up the pocketbook a lot. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the best thing about it is the the affordability and the atmosphere and the absolute different culture that it is. You know, it's I I'll steal Kaylee's line. It's like you and your buddies go out on the go kart uh, track and run with each other every week. That's what it's like, but we're doing it in a 450 power horsepower sprint car. So <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I used I, I used the analogy with Kaylee once that we're just a bunch of kids in a really big sandbox. Yep, and that's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it was like for the for the few laps that I have in it. It was it was unbelievable how fun it is. <laughs> for the few laps I have in it, I love that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I know that we had our arrive and drive this this spring, right in early September, and that's the first chance I've actually gotten to get into a sprint car. And I took one for a ride and they are way different than I thought they were. And I know some of the guys, some of our retired drivers came over and took some for a ride. Uh, Jeff Hart came over and made a couple of laps in a couple of different cars. And even he said, they're enough different that you've got to rethink how you drive them. And, he said he used the brake in the car more than he did anything else. Yep. It was just, just to get it through the corners. He was on the brakes more because coming off the throttle made it do things opposite of what he was expecting. And if he, if he, he's actually looking at getting one. Oh, okay. For, is my understanding, but I could be way out in left field because I spent <laughs> a lot of time there. but i know he came over and took it for a ride and was kind of excited about him but he's another one of those guys that was a great modified driver and he got out work conflict and family things and so i don't i don't know if it kind of fits his style or not but it's we got his interest and I know uh, Marcus Demjanovic went over and drove a few, and he's hard to read. I know he's had some health issues, but I think he went and tried it just to make sure he could could drive and see what they were like. 
so that if his health ever gets better, maybe he's got a different option than a modified. Yep. But and we picked up, we know of eight cars that have been purchased since then. So that takes us up over 20 cars for next year. And I, I'm absolutely blown away by that. But they kind of speak for themselves. They're affordable. They're good power. They're a go-kart on steroids, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and after a race, when everybody gets out of their car, they start joking and hugging and slapping each other's backs and smiling and giggling about, hey, you passed me and you almost cut me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're just they, watching, watching everybody interact after the race is – it's just a bunch of kids in a sandbox, man. Yeah, I would have fun the way, you know, the way it should be. I think a lot of times, and myself included at times, even this season, you, you forget the big picture of it a lot. I mean, we all are doing this because we're supposed to love it and enjoy it. And that that's kind of another reason that got me into this decision is where I love racing and I, and I love modify racing, but I wasn't enjoying it. So... I, I I already know just from the, like I said before, the few laps I have in this, that it's going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. The cars are so much fun to drive. Um, you know, just kind of experience in a modify, you're kind of where you're at, you know, you're, you're kind of, they're so hooked up in the racetrack where in these things, you're not only fighting the race car, you're fighting the track conditions and the guys you're racing with. It's just awesome. You're sliding around. You're trying to get it hooked up as best you can. Uh, it, it was wild. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is that people hear the 450 horse and they think, well, that's pretty light on horsepower because these modifieds are making 500, 600 horse and, yeah. you know, super stocks are making 450 or whatever they're making now. And like the B mods are making 400, but they're not taking into effect into account the fact that these cars are a thousand pounds lighter than anything else. You know? And an 18 inch tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One 18 inch tire. Everything else is like a wheelbarrow tire, but <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, you got that big pillow on the right rear and everything else is like, oh, well, we took that off the go-kart. That yep. one's off the wheelbarrow. <laughs> that one came off the, 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 the welder dolly that that's yep. the left front <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> just <laughs> but <clears throat> the power to weight ratio is so much different i mean like you you're modified had to weigh what 2400 pounds yeah 2450 and was the weight yeah and now you're down to a car that weighs 1600 with you in it after the race yep and Okay, granted, you're down 100 horse, but your power to rate, weight ratio went up almost double. So Absolutely, and the speed is way, way different. I, I, I would say that entry speed in a modify might be a little bit faster, but overall speed and especially exit and straightaway speed, the sprint car overtakes it yeah. times a thousand. They're unbelievable. You get to the corner and you're like, man, is it going to make it? To the, can I turn this thing? And then you, you just hit the gas and it turns. <laughs> oh, God, I hope it sticks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
So, <clears throat> what else you got going on, Miles? Oh, as far as our our series goes, uh, we we have. I'm thinking after sometime this week, I'm going to have 18 nights for sure locked down. And that's going to be between Devil's Lake Speedway in Doyen, North Dakota, and Southwest Speedway in Dickinson, North Dakota, and um, McLean County Speedway, which is in Underwood, North Dakota, is going to, it sounds like, I shouldn't speak out of turn, it sounds like they're going to have us, um, if that's going to be a full schedule, which is really limited because they only run six nights a year. So it could possibly be six, it could be one night there i'm kind of leaving that up to them because that i kind of have a soft spot in my heart for that place um (laughs) and then i actually last week uh lisbon north dakota cheyenne speedway which is another awesome racetrack uh they said that they would like to get us in for an early june date which would be a one-off one night showcase so if you're looking there we're right at about the number that i want to be at um I'd like to talk to Nodak Speedway, which we brought up earlier, and also the Dakota Speedway and Mandan. Those are kind of our two, I would call them premier facilities, premier racetracks in, in central North Dakota. Right. Um, not not to take anything away from the other racetracks because they're all great, in my opinion. I, I think we're very spoiled out here to have as good of racetracks that we do. Um, I'd like to approach them and see if they'd be interested in doing a one-off or a couple nights. Maybe I don't want to get that, like you said, burnout over 30. I think that, I think that that's too many, too many nights for what we want to do. So I I think you'll find that, uh, even 24 is going to be pushing it. Yep. That's what I'm thinking as well. So especially with the amount of travel distance that you're talking about, Absolutely. I mean, if, if, Absolutely. You, if you could do Dickinson and Lisbon in one weekend or, you know, that type of thing, that's not too bad because then you've got that right. little break in the middle. Yep. You know, where you're not hustling to get to another track. Absolutely. We've we've talked, uh, Nolan Olmstead is the promoter at Devil's Lake Speedway, and he yep. was the first guy to approach me on this. And him and Gene and his uh, fiance Heather, have been nothing but supportive on this. And we're going to try and do a – Devil's Lake Minot, where you race Devil's Lake, then the next night you're in Minot. So you're not, Minot's only, I believe, an hour, I think it's 80 miles, hour and 20 minutes, hour and 10 minutes to the racetrack. And that's yep. not so bad for in our area. So we're, we're working that out. Um, and that's if we can get a place like the Nodak Speedway to race us tonight, that would be great for us. Right. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> we've talked to Nolan too, and he wanted us to come out there and run we just couldn't make it feasible yeah that's got to be five hours for you guys from from grand rapids i think it's close to six is it and then any of the guys that wanted to come from the cities would be almost eight hours one way for them yep so it was just a little bit outside of our reach i mean grand forks fargo they're three and a half four hours and that's kind of pushing the edge of it but yes <laughs> with the history of those tracks and you know it's it's worth it for us to drive out there and the facilities are top notch and the people were absolutely amazing to deal with and, it was, and they were just great weekends and that's what i'm most excited for next year randy is 
hope getting our guys and your guys together for some of them Grand Forks, Fargo, you know, Norman County and Ada, Ada, Minnesota. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we're talking, if we get everybody to show up, we're going to be talking 30 plus windless sprint cars. That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to run a semi feature. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't break my heart at all. <laughs> no, mine either. <laughs> but you know, this, this might shape up where we're doing, uh, East versus West challenges. But, you know, we've also got the other series uh, the, uh, in Wisconsin that's coming up. The Chiquamagon yep, the, the Renegades. Yes. And <laughs> that's going to make things interesting. We might have to figure out some way to find a centralized battleground and get the UMSS and the Chiquamagon. Oh, God, I can't ever pronounce that name right. <laughs> I think that's right. Chicamaguan Renegades and the Western Renegades and the Northern Renegades and just get them all in one spot and let them battle it out and see what happens. Yep. Oh, it'd be, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And I, I do plan on, this is just me personally as a driver. Um, I'd like to come out and race with you guys maybe a weekend here and there um, at least once next year, just to support, I mean, Kaylee and Ron, and and everyone in the northern and the UMSS have been nothing but help. So, if I can give back by bringing a car, at least one extra car every night, that would be great. I th- I think the weekend that'd be great for you to do that would be the Rennie Hughes Memorial Weekend. Not sure when that's going to be. I think it's going to be the same weekend this year that's as the, it was last year. It's like third weekend in June. Yeah. The, that would be something that I would look definitely look into. Um, I got to meet uh, Jory this year in Grand Forks, and he actually won that night. And I mean, he was a rocket ship that night. But nicer, nicer, nicest guy that you could ever meet. Just like everybody. I mean, I'd leave guys out. I know I talked to Lance quite a bit too, and Lance is nothing but nice to me, helping me out. Um, offered me offered me parts and stuff after the big crash. A lot of guys did. Josh Bradford. There's so many Troy. Now I'm naming guys, so I'll leave them out. But <laughs> it's pretty much, pretty much, pretty much everybody come over and they're like, "Oh man, you know what? I hope it didn't change your feeling." I was like, "Well, it's not if, it's when." And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, and I'm ready to do it again. So then <laughs> you guys, you guys are great, uh, great people, and it's awesome to have such a tight knit group. And that's what I'm hoping to achieve with us that we can, you know race hard and then afterwards we can sit around a bonfire and have a few um, beverages and have a good time so. some adult <laughs> beverages and some not adult beverages and that's right that's right either <laughs> might, preference might, might might even throw some liquid nitro in there too you know <laughs> that, that's right that's a perfect segue i like that <laughs> <laughs> throw some liquid nitro in a cup and grab a couple of old world meat snack sticks and you know, have a good time. if we're in the neighborhood, we'll swing down to Palmer's and do it all there. And, yep. I got to pay the bills somehow, right? That's right. Everybody's got to. So, <laughs> Well, Miles, I got some other things I got to get done here. And I know you got a race car that you got to get back to in a series that you're trying to build. So with that being said, let me t- thank you for taking the time to talk with us. And uh, we'll keep in touch over the course of the winter and see how things are going with you. Awesome. Sounds good, Randy. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for having me on. And 
Uh, I appreciate everything you, Kaylee, Ron, all the guys um, over there in Minnesota are doing for us. Uh, I couldn't and wouldn't want to do it without you guys. So thank you. Well, thank you and welcome aboard. And we look forward to seeing you at the races with the Western Renegade non-wing sprint car series. Eventually, they'll add Ness to that name. I'm sure. <laughs> it's coming. I might leave it now just out of spite. No, uh, oh, yeah, just to mess with me, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, you got a website or anything yet? Uh, no, we don't have a website. If you want to keep up to date, it's uh, Western Renegade non-wing sprint car series on facebook go like the page i usually update it every couple of days if not every other day um i try to keep everybody informed and keep it transparent on what's going on and uh, i'm excited about it we got a lot of work to do this winter to get everything up and going but i'm ready for the challenge so well it sounds like you've got a pretty decent challenge in front of you but you're uh, a bit ahead of the curve i'd say so yep that can't be I bad think, i think that uh a lot of that has to do with like you said just a building of momentum and people kind of you know with technology people can watch races anywhere and people kind of knowing about what you guys are and then if not knowing you know a couple clicks on youtube you can find a umss or northern renegade race anywhere and watch and see what they're about and i think that's what's really turned a lot of guys on too is just uh the quality of racing that is happening as well as the culture of it once yeah. they do the research. Yeah. And we hope to see more of them get involved and enjoy the product that we put out. But for now, we're, we're going to call it done and we'll, we'll talk to miles. Ah, we'll give you a couple months and then we'll get to check back in with you. Sounds good. Thanks, Randy. All right. Thanks miles. This is Randy with the Northern renegades renegades on dirt. We are going to get out of here next week. We should have Kaylee back in the studios with us. And we might get uh, Jory Hughes on the line with us. And we'll see what we can get out of Jory for, as for the plans for next year. And right now, we're just going to let Jason Aldean take us out of here. We'll see you later. Crack it down, Monday morning, coffee, strong pouring everything it got into a paycheck Friday night. Your power stroke, diesel, backhoe, riding, king of beers, 18 weeks.